0: And we are recording. The Delve, belatedly. Well, they don't know that. Well, they do now. Thanks for spoiling the magic. The magic, okay. The magic of podcasting. So the magic of podcasting means that podcasters never get ill? <laughs> if you don't keep a consistent schedule, you don't have to keep it when people get sick. True, but we kind of keep a consistent schedule-ish. Because is this a recording schedule. True, the release schedule is less than consistent. <laughs> That depends far more on what I'm doing the other five days, the other seven days of the week. But that crosses, that gets really close to crossing a line that, that I don't want to cross that ends up with me editing and producing the podcast. So we have a great release schedule, and I'm very fond of it. No, no, I know we don't. I control the release schedule. I feel bad about it constantly. And it's on me, not on you. So today's delve, as you probably know, based on. If nothing else. The, the title, <laughs> the title of the episode, the MP3 name, what have you is Galaxy Express 39. Yes, which I find a really odd way of saying Galaxy Express Nine Nine Nine. That's just one of those Japanese things. I've gotten used to it at this point in my life. Where if I see a series of the same number or letter, it's just the, the number of them and then the, the number. And that is that the way that language works. I don't know. I have no idea how Japanese language works. So if any one of you. Okay, apparently, we got a thumbs up from the crowd, and there's a little bit of Japanese. If anyone wants to confirm it, let us know but, in the comments on Twitter. But yeah, like, in, in Dirty Pair, the original part was WWWA, mm-hmm. but they just say 3WA. Okay. Um, so this was a TV series? This, this yeah. was a manga. Well, it, there's a manga that was adapted into a TV series, and then they went back and readapted that manga while the TV series was running into an anime. With a different production team, and then the anime later had a sequel. The movie had a sequel. The movie, yeah. yeah. The anime ran for it was like it's 113 episodes long. Okay. Which, frankly, I think would have been great. Because well, like the, the 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 true weakness of this movie is like this incredible journey that lasts like, like three planets. It's two hours. It's, th- it's like five planets of two hours long, but you can watch that 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 uh, TV series on your streaming service of choice other than Netflix. So I'm pretty much all of them. Netflix is getting better, though. Yeah, I don't. but it's one of those I don't see them getting this because it's long, it's sub-only. Sure. But it's on Hulu, it's on Crunchyroll, it's on Funimation. As people will probably already know, Netflix just got your line in April, so that's cool. Yeah, Anaplex actually is a studio that's very good at getting their newer stuff on Netflix. Okay. So we have Galaxy Express 3.9 from the year 1979 which we've already discussed how old we were when this happened. I'm not old at all, and you are the reverse of old. I, I, I'm negative. I'm in negative ages. Your father was praying at the time that no one would get pregnant. That'd be weird for a 13 year old. Exactly. I mean, that's the worst time to have that happened. No, he didn't live in the South, so it's fine. Oh, okay then. So He lives in the good part of the country. Our plot. We have a young boy named Tetsuro. 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 In the distant future, who, he's not growing, is he growing up on Earth? He starts on Earth. He starts on Earth, and his mom dies um, because robots pretty much seemingly do whatever they want. Yeah, robots at this point control pretty much the known universe. But it's important to note that these aren't, like, inhuman People built robots. These are robot bodies with human minds. Yeah, these are people who became robots, who actually chose to become robots. Because that is like the best thing in society. Like being able to afford a robot body and basically living indefinitely. Yeah, this is this is my dream, to become a robot. Let's be honest, here. I've talked about it before. Well, I think that if you still feel that way at the end of this movie, then we have problems. I mean hopefully we don't go to this level oh, of if loose you humanity. Know we will. You know, when I become immortal and have my robot body... You know we will. And then I hunt human. For sport. So mom dies. Kid swears vengeance. But in order to have vengeance on a robot, you obviously need a robot body so you can keep up with it. You to be a robot to kill a robot. So there's a planet that will give free robot bodies, so says the rumor. But the only way to get to said planet is to take the Galaxy Express 3-9, the marvel of technology... That looks like an old steam train. Well, again, when the train eccentrics take over our transport system and build our spa- our spaceships, who look like trains, you know they're going to look like the Orient Express, and you know every one of those trains going to be like, oh no, no, this is an exact model of this engine that was used to drive FDR around during his 1944 campaign. Uh huh. No, I don't disagree with you, but. I'm scared that they can open the windows. There's a force field around the, tu- like the, the track tube or something. There would have to be. And that's, um, he, he it's, a, it's, it's a very expensive ticket. But fortunately, our protagonist, Tetsuro, meets Mattel? Maytel. I've always had Maytel. Maytel. who, in exchange for being his traveling companion, We'll give him this pass as long as she can go with him to his end destination. And this is where the story goes that, wait a second, this is sort of like fable or tragedy or something weird going to happen, because, you know, lovely woman, mysterious lovely woman, gives you a rail pass. Mysterious lovely woman who really, really looks like our mom. (laughs) Because that's not creepy. Oh, it gets way creepier as he starts to fall in love with her. Considering, A, he's 10? 10, 10 or 11. And she's considerably older, and B, she looks <laughs> like his mom. But not exactly like his mom. It's like one of those, they, they textually say it, but they look different. Yeah, I didn't really see it myself, but I'll take their word for it. Yeah. And it's that's like, pretty much the plot. I mean, all Matsumoto women look the same, but Shields just different enough. So as we said, they they really only go like five planets. To if if be fair, this is a two-hour movie. This is not a short film. No, it's not. Yeah. So it's they they it is designed to be an epic storytelling, but the biggest flaw of this film is that they it feels like a series of vignettes. I don't know that I find that to be true, but I do feel like the biggest flaw is that like there's just it's. Or day. episode, it feels like there's like ep- almost like these varying with episodes going on. But it didn't really feel like that. See, that's what it felt like to me. Where like each time, like they, skip, they go to planet, feels like a new. Well, I, it does. Part of the story but it to it. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like as obvious as that to me. I will say, in defense of your point, that I could have easily seen it be like a five part like, mini-series after school. No, this is 50 episodes. This is 50 episodes of story. I just mean this movie. Yeah. So this is not my first exploration into this world. My second, I believe. But it's the other... My, my previous one was really weird. And really? not really... I I did. I saw a Harlock thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I was going for Condensed Story or Harlock Universe. Harlock Universe. Okay, yeah, this is the... Yeah, this is another Harlock universe. This is a much better introduction to the Harlock universe. Yes. I would actually agree with that. That this makes more sense. I would actually, now, I would like to go back and watch that with new eyes. Okay. Because, like, this, at least I'm like, okay, we got robots and robot bodies and space pirates. I'm back. I got it. I mean, this is one of those. But it's weird for me, like, because I've, I I've watched a whole bunch of these Harlock things. Sure. Years where some of them are good, some of them are bad. Some are good, some are bad. Some continuities work with others, some don't. don't. And it's, it gets the game to play is know know the personality traits, but don't necessarily assume the continuity. Hmm. So. And then some are good and some are bad and some are really bad. So you weren't wrong. This is really a fable movie because, like, we have a lesson. In this movie, and our lesson is just be human. <laughs> don't give up your humanity. Yes, which in this case means like don't leave your body. Don't literally give up your human body to become a robot. Because and that's the one thing I don't know that they spelled it out, but wherever I was like I was following along with something with the plot. Did they spell it out really? That Mattel was def- Matel was definitely a human. Yes. She's explicitly, you see when she x-rays, is a human. Which, or has a human body. Weird fucking scene <laughs> where, where she's blushing because they can see her skeleton, and they're, like, leering at her skeleton, and I'm like, this has to be a cultural thing. Maybe, maybe you know, when, when we have a society where, you know, we have real people and human people, and they all look the same on the outside. The skeleton's what's sexy? The skeleton is the new sexy thing. I, if you think you have the perfect boobs no matter what if you're a robot, maybe the skeleton is the, you know, for, for the flesh fetishist, the skeleton is, is the sexy thing. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> you, I, don't, you don't live in the far future where there's robots walking around I, who have perfect tits for life. I do not. <laughs> but I'm still gonna go with no. The far future of the, the flesh fetishist's so, I I want to start with the big negative. Okay. My big negative, aside from what we've discussed about, like, in terms of its brevity and uh, episodic nature, um, I saw you mention this on Twitter, and it's not a huge negative, because a lot of it felt good enough. But the animation's not the best. No, it's really, it, it it has some really good moments, and it's great, it has a direction. Sure. The direction is there. But sometimes, the animation you can just really see that they did a rush job at some points. Yeah, it's it's not the best, Um, and that's really a weak point in the movie. It it takes me took me out of it a few times. Where like Matel's face would just be like skewed or like one eye. It's like did she just get drunk off scene there? (laughs) And this is one of those chronic, chronic, chronic problems with Studio Toei. It was then you know this film was made nineteen seventy nine. You, I have the same issues with uh, Dragon Ball Z, Resurrection F, like 2015, of them, like, skimping out at moments and just looking cheap. On a, And, I mean, that was on the big screen here. Mm-hmm. So if you see that on a big screen, shit animation looks even worse. Like, I learned this on my laptop or my, um, TV. I can't actually remember that. i see the dub. So I don't know if you watch the dub or the sub. No, I, I, I mean, I only gave you the dub, and that's what I watched. I couldn't remember, because I watched so much stuff that weekend. Yeah, so this this actually, this, how was the dub? I watched a little bit of it, and I've always listened to it for the songs, so they did dub the songs in this version. Did they? Okay. Yeah, the, 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 the same group dubbed the song. Alright, because that's what I wanted to know, because I'm like, if this is unaltered, this is fucking weird. Because <laughs> it's just this weird 70s intro, and I'm just like... It's in English. They changed it, right? Was this the same song? And I guess it's the same song, just same, some. Same song, same band. That's weird. Yes. Um, I don't know who made that decision, but it's one of those I find it very charming and of its time. Sure. I, I enjoyed the dub. I, I didn't have any problems with anyone's voices. They struck me as, as correct and right. Um, there were usually and usually with dubs... I find that they tend to be... They may not be exactly what the character was originally saying, but it's more fluid. Like, I've, I've had opportunity recently, I watch a lot of stuff dubbed and subbed. Mm-hmm. And, like, like Paprika and, like, um, um, Gundam Origin. And, like, what they're, what they're dubbing and what they're subbing are two different things. I usually find erring on the side of dubbing to be more correct. It probably is more fluid, right? But it's probably less literal. But if you're watching yourself, you want to be more literal. If you're watching a dub, you want to be more, you know, right? There are two different things. They have two different. There are two different skill sets to writing. But I thought the voices were fine. Um, they will they belonged well to the characters. Your protagonist being ten was standard whiny boy. <laughs> yeah, and some you know some forty year old woman doing a, a boy voice because right. That's how almost everything. Maytel was. Your standard like soft spoken. So, yeah, she's like, an ethereal. She's, she's a very mysterious character. She is. We haven't got into her character really at all. No, no, we don't because we haven't really like got the, we, got we, the, the we the haven't broken thumbnail the thumbnail flock. Yeah. Well, that's what we that's where we start. <laughs> then we go off track and we wind our way through podcasts on our Podcast Express 3.9. So that's my that's my big complaint about the movie. That's the thing I thought it did like worst at. Yeah, no, I would agree that the animation is. At ba- you know, at times fine, but at, at other times very distinctly bad. Now, I liked, like, my, well, some of my favorite parts of the movie was, I liked the plot and characterization. Like, I know you feel it was too contained within each story, but I really liked, I thought the characters threaded well they did a lot of callbacks to previous characters within the movie. Well, it feels to me like it's more like not, not a continuous stream, more like beads of story, almost. I understand what you're saying. I don't necessarily completely agree with you, but I, I do get what you're saying. Like I like I said, I could easily see some kid coming home after school and watching a new episode, and then a week later he'd be done. And I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I think it just it doesn't have the perfect flow of a film. Well, I think that this is like because it couldn't move too far from its nature, mm-hmm. and its nature <laughs> was arrive at planet, have adventures, leave, depart. Because the train leaves one day of the planet day, right after the train arrives, which I think would be a little harsh when you start getting into these planets where, like, four years later, hey, you know what? It's a free it's a ticket for life. Until you get to the last planet, is that true? Like, is is his ticket no longer valid? The rail pass lasts his whole life. Okay, so it it doesn't like deactivate once you get to the last planet. Can you take it back? (laughs) I guess. Yeah, he ends up at Earth. Yeah, he does. I don't know whether they took the 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 three nine back or not. It's on a rail though. It's a space rail. Because that's how space travel is going to work. Apparently, is by rail. We built space rail, but also has spaceships. Aside from the rails. think of the jobs that I'll create. <laughs> of building space rails? Yes. With the Space Chinese building our space rails? Oh, God. <laughs> but I did think, like, I liked... I liked Tetsuro, but I think my big problem with the plot, and I think they they kind of had to do it this way, but I, I've researched enough to know that I do not prefer this movie's revenge plot... To the other movies. Fulfill my mother's last wish plot. The, the sequel. The uh, new Galaxy Quest. No. Like apparently. I guess. Like. I don't know which series. Whether it's. are the base series. Like. He's not after his. Like. That's the, that's the TV series. For revenge. Cali. Right. He's after. Like. He's going there. Because. His mother wanted him to have a robot body. Yeah. And he gets revenge. Mm-hmm. Mission in the, in the process, but not yeah. Right. The, the drive isn't revenge, and that's not my. It's a little cliche, and it's also just not my favorite plot device. I have to seek revenge. Well, it, it feels kind of weird because when you have because the revenge plot finishes like two thirds through the film, it does, and then you have this other tacked on. It feel like gotta go somewhere. It's like you feel like, like the emotional point of the movie has finished, mm-hmm. but you still have this other this other story that finishes this. May, you know, mysterious may tell story that's going on right in tandem. So right. so like throughout the thing we we do know that may is completely human, but we find out since we're talking about the plot, we find out at the second climax of the film, really? Well, from the beginning we had you know she was talking to people on a radio about mysterious things and then at the end of the first climax, or was it? Well, yeah. At the end of the first climax, Tetra gets a warning of don't trust. Don't trust Maytail. Right. But no one says why. No, people are just doing the. Here's your story lead. Here's your story lead. Follow the story lead. Well, they had an exclamation point over their heads. He clicked on them. That's what they said. <laughs> New quest. And you know, we don't about railroads in, in role playing games, but you know, he's literally on a railroad here. He, is. And he can't get off, and that's where the story's going. It is. It's brilliant. And all lazy authors should just write their story <laughs> on a railroad. <laughs> well, they literally can't get off the story here. <laughs> so we find out at the second climax of the film that Maytel is the daughter to the Queen of Robots. Yep, Queen Prometheus, who is a robot herself, but is a very it's much more advanced robot. It's 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 almost like it, it reminds me of the board queen in a way, where like. You imagine she has other bodies floating around, which you just pop out of. And her body is very, like, ethereal, but solid what it needs to be. Yes. It it does what the story tells it to do. Exactly. Um, And Maytel has been bringing human beings to this planet to become nuts and bolts. She has been luring young boys to their death for must be years now. Because uh-huh. it is a year trip on the Galaxy Express 3.9 mm-hmm. to get from Earth to Planet Maytel, which he, he's asleep for. When they announce on the train what the planet's name is, and then he is shocked Because he, he never wasn't looking like a map or anything that says what the planets are on this trip. He's ten. I looked at math when I was ten on trains. You were more bookish than him. He had a side. He had a side arm.
1: And a, a floppy hat.
0: And a, and a nice, uh, not totally not flea-rated uh, poncho. And a floppy hat. Yes. So he was way cooler than you. Yeah, well, I read maps, because, you know, I want to know where the train's fucking going. He <laughs> didn't, you know, like, he didn't have any options. There was no, like, I'm going to get off this train. He yeah, to another train. But, like, if he had looked at the map and gone... Okay, we're going there, then we're going to Pluto, then we're going to Heavy Meldar, and then, hey, why does this planet have your name? And why is there a big skull and crossbones on it? Thanks for ruining the movie, Vinny. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 37-year-old film. <laughs> no, I meant, like, like you would ruin the plot yeah. if you were in this movie. Like, 20 minutes in, you'd be like, what's going on here? What bullshit is this? <laughs> why, is it, why, why is your name the same as The Last Planet? Um, so we find out that dad's consciousness has been, um. Maytel's dad's consciousness. Maytel's dad's consciousness is in a necklace around her neck. Yep. And all of the boys she's brought here, barring our current hero, which she never brings up to him, have apparently, like, consciously chosen to become nuts and cogs in these specific places, so that, like, the entire structure of the planet can be weakened. They have sacrificed themselves to Maytel, because she has some power over young boys to lure them to their deaths, and to accept that, eventually, like, a hundred years from now, I'll have enough young boys trapped in this ship that I can blow up the planet. Like, was that her plan? That sounded really weird when you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) But think about it. That that seems to be her plan. Yeah. To to lure young boys to their deaths. Convince them to serve her for all eternity. Yes. So she can blow up her mom's planet. Yes. And destroy the robot kingdom. Yes. Okay, yeah, we're caught up. Okay. Just making sure that we we, we get that this is what's going on in this film. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't say it was the best plan to destroy the robot kingdom, but sacrifices have to be made. I mean, like, this is this is an insidious empire where advanced creatures control every aspect of it and can hunt down the flesh beings at their whims, skinning and torturing them. But Maytel is clearly stealing bodies also. Because she, she's obviously aging and dying. I believe her mother gives her, like, grows her bodies. But still it, that, that you might. You're probably right. That still is creepy. I'm not saying it's, and it's not. Like, enough, okay, I'm, okay. Oh, boy, my Catherine, miss you. What does his dead mom look like? Do you think she always looks? Like, no, I don't think so. I think because mom made a point of saying that she let her, like, she made her look like the the most beautiful woman in the galaxy, which just happened to be Tetsuro's mom. Yeah. Okay. Duh. And pro- I feel like, because doesn't have any, like, long hair that Maytel has. Well, I mean, you're allowed to grow longer once you have the body. <laughs> the five-foot-long blonde hair and, like, Russian fur cat that she wears. Sure. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's a it's a horrible plan, but... I mean, again, this is an all-encompassing empire. You're gonna have to do what you have to do. <laughs> it, it, this was like, the more they would like, the less... Maytel seems like a decent human being, or, like, having any, like, sympathy for her. She's absolutely not a decent human being. She just has a decent goal. She has a decent goal, but there's got to be a better way, because Harlock and Emeraldus, who we've met, you know, in our travels, also show up to help them finish off this, you know, blow up the planet plan. And just basically, and even you know what? They don't really come for that. Their main goal is, hey, that kid who we met on this journey... Make sure he survives. <laughs> this feels like the Hobbit in that way, where like everyone we've met now will show up in the final battle. But like they help the plan, but it seems like only as a means to make sure that that boy survives. Like they're, they're there to just—I feel like—be there, not not to do anything. Oh, absolutely. Just to like watch and blow up some other shit that's happening. I think you the look the nail, cool. I think you hit the nail on the head. There really, it really is feels like the Hobbit, like a fairy tale, where like uh, the. Or The Never ending Story, which has the same kind of thing, where you're like, all these people that you met on the way, they're there at the end. You know, Harlock, and Lady Who Looks Like Harlock, and, and, and Tochiro who died and became the computer. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's a, that's a spoiler for the Harlock TV series. Is it? Yeah. But it's in the movie, so... I heard that happened, but, like... So, like, the people who watched the movie got spoiled? Yes. It's like, oh, well, we spoiled the other thing. Oops. But you also kind of get spoiled in this one, because then, you know, it's one of those, whichever you watch first, one spoils one or the other. Right. Um, I really, I kind of dug the music. I, it, it's a combination of either 70s or, like, John Williams-y orchestral. Mm-hmm. And I, it really gets you in an in a adventure mood. Sure, yeah. It was absolutely great. Like, I, I put this, in my mind, this is the, well, I've seen Star Wars 40 times. What's kind of like Star Wars? Sure. No, I get, I get that. This is this feels kind of like Star Wars, except if like Princess Leia was evil, <laughs> or just a really little, little little amoral, just a little amoral planner. Well, we're gonna need like a hundred young boys to blow up the Death Star. If we just keep on throwing them in that tube, they'll clog up the exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> we just like put a bomb in there. No, hundred young boys right into the exhaust port. <laughs> you, know, you know, Leia. I, I really don't think. You're the next. It's the only way. That's it's the only sensible plan. She pushes Luke. <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. Man, <laughs> I want to see that Star Wars trilogy <laughs> where like Leia slowly but surely becomes a maniacal leader. Her father's daughter. <laughs> but I maybe a little more of Machiave- Like, 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 not play up the evil side. Like the, it, the Star Wars Empire plays up the we're evil. Like, have her play, you know. The benevolent leader. It's true. That's one of the things I'm really enjoying out of um, the Darth Vader Marvel series is that he's really not a good planner. And they make no bones about it. Like, people are outpacing him at plot. He just is so fucking evil (laughs) that he kind of just, like, does the thing he does. But, like, right at the beginning... After the first Death Star blows up and everything, they're just like, they, they, Palpatine's just like, you know, you're a better blunt weapon than you more platter. planner. Let's just, uh, let's put someone else in charge. But I if the movie never made bones about that. They didn't, but I like that sometimes- They never acknowledged it. Sometimes people will, like, make Vader act be more than he is. Well, because, I mean, if you look at episode four, he's he's Tarkin's mad dog. Yes. In episode five, he's a mad dog on a leash. Hmm. And in episode five, he's Palpatine's mad dog. Six, okay. Six, yeah. He he's Palpatine's mad dog, but like he's his own too. Like that the, being off the leash he for an entire freedom a little thing, bit, like, like, yeah, changes character. But like no, it's it's really enjoyable watching him. Like he does just enough machination there. You're like, well, you're older. You've been around the emperor. I can see you probably learned something from the emperor. You really haven't, have you? But no, it's it's fun. But in any case, back to Galaxy Express. back Three to Star Nine. Wars on a train. Toot, toot. But with more, but more seventiesy. It was it was much more seventies. Because there are like, there's one insert song in the middle of the film, mm-hmm. and there's the final song mm-hmm. they are both super seventies ballad. And the intro song. The intro? Oh yeah, there was an intro song additional to that. Yeah. The intro song was super seventies. It was it Anything anytime you have lyrics, yeah. it's super seventies. And I like yeah, it was it really kind of it worked, and I felt like the as much as it was in the far future, like the clothing designs and stuff were very seventies-ish. Into it in the seventies future, yes. And that's really oh, someone needs to either do a documentary or just like some sort of story about that where like. Because each decade really does have their own future. That's that's the next murder mystery you're right, is the 70s future. Is, is the 70s dystopia future. No, I don't want anyone having to dress like Barbara <laughs> That's that's the, that's the 60s future. Fair enough. I mean, you think of, it, like, Logan's run a 70s future. Yeah. This is 70s future. Westworld is 70s future. When was of the 60s. Okay. But, um... There's, got. There's, someone needs to, like, they did, like, I'm very fond, as you know, of the documentary that traces back horror stories throughout the history. Someone needs to do that for the future. <laughs> of what we're viewing the future as? Right, and each, like, with each generation. I, I, I think that's happened, I think I've seen things like that, or at least essays like that. Because you have, like, the 80s future, which is a little, again, more dystopian, and, yeah, so I like de- I would say define it by like well that's where we started Blade Runner. Yeah, where we started being like, "Well, corporations are pretty powerful." But even then the Seven 70- was there in the 70s, but it was utopian with that utopian sense of we're hiding what was really going on from the people. Right. Then the 80s was like Blade Runner, uh, RoboCop, Ro- yeah, RoboCop, um uh, Terminator, days, Terminator, um was the one we just watched was that was 80s, right? Akira, yeah. No, the um Chew bubble Gummin. Yes. Yes. To gas. Not scanners. No. Why can't we remember? They live. They live. They live, right. they live with yeah. 80s future is scary. They but we're are, living in 80s future, aren't we? We really are. I won't live in 70s future. At least it at least it looks nice. Seventies future's nice. Although oh. it, it starts that you're poor. I like like fifties future isn't half bad, or, or like sixties future. Sixties future is pretty cool. 60s, let's go sixties future. That's it. Let's work on getting to sixties future. Sure, because I mean there were there are some bad possibilities, but then we have shit like our let's, Star let's Trek. Let's work into the Star Trek future. Sure, we don't have sure we don't have money as a concept. We don't have poverty or disease. But if we hit up Scotty, he'll sell us some drugs. <laughs> what? Have you never heard that? That's the big. Um, Gene Roddenberry kept on telling people that about. um... Um, what's the the time travel one? Um, Journey to the Edge of Forever or something? Sitting in the Edge of Forever? Yeah, where they go back in time. Yeah. And, like, the screenplay for that, which was by... Uh, who's the advisor? Carl Harlan I mean? Allison. Yeah, Harlan Allison. He, yeah, like, he sued, like, ten people for that, about that screenplay at some point. In his right. Career. And, like, Gene, Rod- he, he says that Gene Roddenberry kept on telling people, like, he wanted Scotty to sell drugs and, like, <laughs> this in the screenplay. <laughs> Which isn't entirely true, and it goes through like there's an there's an actual a really inexpensive book with his version of it, and like his kind of treatise tearing apart all the stuff that all the falsehoods that Roddenberry put up there. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting. But that's one of the huge like like plot points is like Rod and Mary was always telling people like oh he wanted he wanted my Scotty selling drugs on the, on the Enterprise. Well, Hartnell's have made a lot of enemies over the years. Sure, because he's an asshole. He's a horrible human being. If it's, if, it, if the reason we on Netflix called, um, uh, Dream to the Sharp Teeth about him, mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, I'm I, I not that man dead squirrel once. <laughs> I did it. i will do it again. Just, just a real terrible human being. Harlan Ellison, who's probably not gonna sue us because he listens for anything with his name appearing. Put it in the tag because so that'd be kind of cool. We could be like, Harlan Ellison listened to us. You should too. <laughs> and then he sued us. <laughs> you shouldn't though. Eh. Once you have one lawsuit, you already hired the lawyer. Harold Alice, if you're listening, please don't sue. We we really have nothing. <laughs> we have nothing you could take things and make our lives difficult. Yeah, don't do that. All right, so let's see what else was good. There was this music stuff. story. I did like the plot. I like the yeah. characterization of Tetsura. Um, Tao was kind of wooden. Well, she had her mouth I feel like she's avoided, but it almost, it's the way the character is. Is she's obviously she it, she's hiding something. And you know, she's hiding something, and she's not too good at it. Clearly, clearly, um, which is to so everyone knows that she's she's killing young boys. Yeah, have you have you watched the? I watched a little bit of the TV series. I've watched all the movies. Does it hold up? Yeah, it holds up pretty well. Because it seems like this kind of thing was designed. It'd be a. Series. It's designed to be episodic. It's designed to either be a manga, where you're reading a week to week, sure. or month to month, or a TV show, where you are watching yeah, week to week. You're getting one story, and you're building over time. Just think of all the planets you can visit and all the adventures you can have, and like on this, and you could just make shit up. You're like on this planet, a day is two weeks. Yeah, and then I mean, in in the movie, you have to have them all thread together at least thematically. Right. You don't need to do that in a TV series. You have. 50 episodes to tell the same story. Exactly, and you, it makes the plot points that much more appreciable, where you're like, you hit a plot point here, and we can call back on it in five issues. Yes. Or, like, five episodes or whatever. I watched a little bit for those. It's 130 episodes, It's a, so, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, a long stuff. haul. And, and, it, and it's not dubs that, you know, it makes things go a little slower when it's all subbed. Hmm, I bet. Any, um... Any points, like, behind-the-scenes points that you felt we needed to know about? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's mostly the same staff as the Harlock TV series. So it more aligns with that, actually, than the Harlock movie that we watched. Oh, Harlock, like, Harlock and Esmeralda's were pretty fun. Like, I enjoyed that. They, they, they're, they're fun. They work well outside side characters here. They do. And, which is really weird, because as much as, like, I am on the fringes of, like, Anna Twitter and all this stuff, like... Harlock is a known quantity. He's a name. Harlock's been around for a very long time. Since the 70s. And, you know. And seeing him as a side character is very, like, weird. It's like... It's like if you were in... In Star Trek, and you're just like, oh, there's the Enterprise. Oh, he's visiting, and then they're going away again. Okay. I'd be kind of cool with that, though, if there was, like... We're just going to be some other ship. You know, you're the ship that they they help in that episode... But yeah, that's kinda of what it's like. Um But it also gives it a universe feeling you watch the other things it's like, oh look, the expressed Express announced in this episode. So is Harlock in love with Esmeralda? No. No? No. No relationship. No. Right there. But Totoro and uh and, and, and are was, they were a thing. Yeah. She must be the test then. She's sad. His mom must be sad. I wonder if they were going back and told her. Imagine Eventually the tremendous exact loop. He became the brain of harlock ship yes even though harlock ship really wasn't there no it flew through space and he just teleported his brain there matsumoto the the author of these has very almost like it's science fantasy like you know people say oh star wars is science fantasy This, this is science fantasy also okay well no i enjoyed it i think it's well worth watching um, I did like the dub if you, if there are any blasphemers like myself out there. And if you like the sub, I'm sure it's fine too. Yeah, you can, and the DVD has both, because you know what, it's the modern day, you don't, you don't have to choose. We, li- we live in a wonderful era, where we have DVDs that can have enough space to put all the language tracks you want. It's true, and it was pretty easy to... Uh, when I watched Gundam: The Origin, the menus were fantastic for us. That's a Blu-ray. Well, Blu-rays are even, yeah, you know. even better. Yes, like they have more spacing, hold more, more language tracks. Which was the problem with um, LaserDisc? Um, no, we had the problem with the DVDs that came out for um, JoJo's, which were just subpar. Yeah, because I, I, everyone I, was expecting like better menus, and they were hoping... They, they were no 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 they they were expecting what they got. Yeah, they were hoping for much better, but they got what they expected. But I'll take your word for it. This was a good DVD to have. I, I am a fan of Tech Entertainment or Disc Media who specializes in old craft for people like me. They've, they've brought us many good things like this, L13, Cobra, Bull 34. Mm-hmm. Things I gravitate towards. And they they do a good job, and they've gotten better as they've gone on. And this was, like, I liked it. I, I think that if you're just looking for a nice, like, Fabley thing where the plan may be somewhat amoral. This is the one for you <laughs> if you want a Marley dubious plan, but but a fun adventure story. Check this movie out. There you go. I, I recommend it. You know, I, I wish it was streaming somewhere, but it's not. I do too. Like this feels yeah. like it should be on Hulu. It should. It should be a cheap. Is it cheap? It's, you know, old movies are a hard sale to buy at this point because they can't be that expensive. It's uh, it's a boutique publisher, so it'll probably run you at least ten or fifteen. Mm. So it's not not, not cheap, cheap. Right. But no, it's 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 well worth watching if you have a friend that has a copy, you should borrow it. Yep. Or if you see an anime con nothing else is going on at the same time, just plunk down in that room and spend two hours watching a movie. And even if you don't, its weakness is its strength at that point because you could just sit for a vignette, <laughs> just just watch one planet. Hopefully, it's one of the cooler ones, not Pluto. You don't like Pluto? I like Pluto. Pluto doesn't make it doesn't work. It works as standalone. It's true enough. Pluto like, only works if you know the universe. Fair enough. But in any the, other planet would be fun to watch. In the meantime, we go from someone immoral and... Fun. And fun to something super depressing. Yay! Our next movie on the Delve, randomly selected, is Children of Men, which I believe stars Clive Owen and... You know, you'll see. It's it's fucking depressing. I believe the fingernail premise, without going too detailed, is we can't have babies anymore. And go. Oh, we did have one question that I will answer. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. Uh, it was from uh, Corey Surjak or uh, ImpassionateK on Twitter. Uh, how do you feel about Eternal Fantasy, which is the third movie made in the 90s? Uh, it's not good and doesn't have an ending. That's how you feel. That's how not? I. That's, okay, because I know he didn't like it. That's how I feel, and that that, that is a thing. Does not have an, it. Doesn't have a satisfying ending. I concur, never having seen it. Although I do say, maybe people should watch the second film. People tend to write it off. That's bullshit. It's horrible. I don't know. Uh, you might like it more. It's a little sadder. Oh, good. It's, but I think the also has better story flow. It's, it, on par. It is on par with this film, but for different reasons. Fair enough. But, so, we hope you enjoy Galaxy 3.9. We recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to join us next time with some knowledge of the movie, we'll be watching Children of Men. Otherwise, we'll take that hit for you. Meanwhile, we're seeing you on the Galaxy Express 3.9. We'll take you on a journey, a never-ending journey, a journey to the stars.